and welcome to the Episode 1 Podcast, the podcast where we debate about shit games. I'm joined here with McBiscuit. Uh, and Forked. Why am I here? <laughs> I hope everyone is enjoying the new year, and speaking of new year, we have this new podcast. So, what's going to happen today is me and McBiscuit, we are going to be debating whether or not Metal Gear Survive will be a good game. Forked is going to be the moderator during this debate, and we'll chime in whenever we make a dumb argument. Oh, that's why I'm here. So, <laughs> that being said, let's have an open discussion in order to just tell the people what Metal Gear Survive is. Mick Biscuit, do you want to start? Yes. Um, so, Metal Gear Solid is going to be the first game created under um, Konami after Kojima left the studio. Uh, it's going to be... From what we can tell from trailer, a zombie horde survival style game that introduces the stealth elements that are known in Metal Gear. Uh, so you'll have all these people attacking while you can do some base building and such. Um, mostly just survival type mode, but stealth's going to play into it. So you can't sneak up on enemies, coordinate with your people to do stealth attacks and everything. So it's going to be a little bit more Metal Gear themed. Uh, it's just important to note that Kojima didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, so Kojima isn't going to have anything to do with this, so right there is a red flag as to why people would think that it's going to be a bad game. But also, if you look during the gameplay, it's going to be a lot of base building, too. Like, not base building in the fact of you have a central hub, at least to what we know as of right now, but it's going to be one of those things to where you're fending off these zombie-like creatures. I think they're calling them aliens or whatever. But you're fending them off, and you're able to build, like, turrets, you're able to build barricades, and they're able to break down the barricades. And it it does look promising. It does look like a fun game that you can have with your friends. But other than that, I, I just don't think that it's going to really work with the... They didn't have... Here's my main argument. They didn't have to tack on the Metal Gear. They could have just made a Survive series, you know? Well, one of the things I would argue here is... Um, is it is it going to feel like a survival game with Metal Gear tacked on? Or is it going to feel like a survival game that has Metal Gear elements in it? And I think, I think that's an important distinction to make. Um, and the reason I say this is... You have games out there that have zombie horde survival modes that feel very generic um it's point shoot waves come in that's all you do there's nothing new to it motor survive does have stealth elements you can't sneak around you can't hide behind cover you can't coordinate your teammates to do attacks which do more damage you can throw something out here to make a noise for a creature to go walk over which, by the way that is what they're called it's just called creatures um they're just called creatures they're okay. just called creatures not zombies um but you can make a noise and they'll go walking over to that and your person can hit him in the back of the head and kill them you have the whole box thing going on i mean there's numerous um, stealth elements from Metal Gear Solid Five implemented into this enough for it to say this. Yeah, but stealth. A, okay, hold on. It, I'll let you finish your point. It, it's not just a um, survival game. It does have stealth involvement into it, so it's it's not a carbon copy of all your horror games, or it's not generic. Is the best way to put that. I would say it's the most generic game because it is taking all of these different types of elements. So, in like in Last of Us, you have that you can throw a bottle in order to distract what type is like there's no innovation here it's just a game in order to sell copies they put that metal gear name onto it they could have made a completely different thing in order to set like they could have used the fox engine in order to make a new game 
and made money off that. But no, they're just trying to use the Metal Gear name in order to uh, sell the game, in order to sell copies of it. Well, well, to be fair with that, um, most companies do this. Uh, you could definitely make an argument that every company is going to make some kind of game and slap a name onto it. Um, Mario, Final Fantasy, you know, those are two games or two. Uh, <laughs> well, Zelda had. So, Zelda is known for being a little whore, too, exactly. in the Dynasty series. <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a business. they got to make money from it. The point I will make with this, though, is it's not a full game. This is not. Yeah, but it's Konami. Everybody game. hates Konami. Everyone <laughs> hates Konami for different reasons. Um, this is not a full game. It is a additional game mode, and one of the points I'll make for it, since you love Resident Evil, um, this yes. is very similar to Resident Evil Mercenaries, but with more elements to it. It's actually, I would say... Far from. It's every, it's everything the, do Resident you know Evil what Resident Evil Mercenaries is? It's an add-on game mode. It's an add-on game mode, but it's still, it's survive, get as many points, kill things. Exactly. This is more of a survive collect a few things, go back to Mother Base, yada yada. It's DayZ using the Metal Gear, fi- well, well, Metal Gear 5 no Base engine. Um, this takes place in a parallel universe um, mm-hmm. where, or in a different dimension, I guess best way to put it. The storyline, which I will give credit, the storyline does seem, even for Metal Gear, a little out there. Um, Metal Gear has had its you know supernatural, weird sci-fi type stuff going on in the story, but it's always been more political espionage and anything um this one kind of it goes a little bit too far in the science route so i do give it that that does seem out of place uh but the game mm-hmm. itself it is uh, very out it's of place. to me when i you know i play resident evil and i play the mercenaries mm-hmm. mode which is a fun little thing i play halo and i play firefight that's pretty cool you know you play gears of war you get that horror thing you play zombies on call of duty they're all pretty fun um and all those mm-hmm. game modes and all i would probably drop 20 bucks on that game mode because the amount of time i play in those games firefight is a lot of fun zombies i could argue is the selling point of call of duty games metal gear survive you know if it's 30 bucks i'd probably drop 30 bucks on it if it's a strong enough title if it's not just a generic survival series if it's more than that if it has more elements to it i do feel it's worth 30 bucks as long as it plays well see that's the thing that i do agree with is that i really respect that they're not trying to sell it as a full game they know that all the assets are already made there it's already there all they're doing is literally making a destructed um what, what's the one for a destructed landscape so they're not going to have to do much work and that being the case i want to go into the team that is making it the team is not the people who made Metal Gear Solid 5. Most of those people, almost all of those people that made Metal Gear Solid 5 left to go work with Kojima. Um, and I'm not sure what source you got on there from what I was reading, a good chunk of the people have stayed behind. Well, it may, it may be a good chunk of the people stayed... No, okay. So, a lot of the people went to go work with Kojima. Yes. But there were a chunk of people that did stay behind. But how do you know that they're actually working on the game? I We don't know. And that's, that's because, a good detail to note is there... There are people who stay behind and work on it. I don't know how much. The last report I read, uh, the last article I read, said the team that made Metal Gear Solid 5 is the same team working on, uh, or this, the team that worked on Metal Gear Solid 5 is the same one that worked on Metal Gear Survive. Um, I but that could also go in the fact of maybe it's the same marketing team. It could what, be. What, I don't what team? That That's the thing that is very iffy and thrown into the air. Maybe they're just grabbing random people who 
kind of know the like the kind of know the engine in order to make said game. Yeah, that's very true. That could be a possibility. Uh, the point I will make with that though is there's as of right now there's nothing to discredit these group of people who made this game for making a bad game. Uh, as far as Konami is concerned, they've only made pretty good games, and the one game they outsourced, that being Metal Gear Revengeance to Platinum Games, um, that game was pretty good. It got, I want to say, 8 out of 10 from IGN, um, so it the concept worked, and then any concept they made outside of that, um, saying that, you know, Metal Gear is not a zombie survival game, well, it's also not a card game, and yet Metal Gear Acid, I think the first one, got a 7 from IGN, got like 80% on Metacritic and stuff like that, like you got somewhere around 70 to 80 normally, and then Mugger Acid 2 got slightly better scores than that, because it did improve on stuff, two card games in Metal Gear that still did better. So it's to say that, you know, Zombie Survival doesn't fit there, the fans have kind of voted with their money saying otherwise. Okay, so what you said there were they outsourced to... Um... Like for platinum games, platinum they games. also. So you had uh, Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, to where that game was being uh, made. It was being made under Kojima Productions, but it also collaborated with. It says here Mercury Stream. So there have been other games that have turned out really well with different collaborations. But that being said, you have Metal Gear Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. That's made by Platinum Games. They are very—they're very known for making good games, some bad, but very good games. So, you have competent developers that are making those games. It's not just random Joes. Yeah, I mean that's very true. Um, Platinum Games is definitely a well-established um, team of people that can make great games, and we don't know who's working on. Metal Gear Survive, what we do know is the Fox engine belongs to Konami. They have all those assets there. And Kojima, um, he's... I'm trying to understand what his role is in all the Metal Gear games, per se. I know that he's, he's a head um, person for it. He directs it. He's the one who decides how the story goes and all. Um, but who programmed everything in there? I mean, is he the one that did all the programming in there? Or was someone else there? You know, program how the character moves, the physics, Again, um, and the engine. Again, a guy can program every every single little thing but if you don't have somebody to look over the shoulder and be like okay this is how i want it if you don't have a director it's not going to turn out good you can have you can have the best sound guy you can have the best on an audio mixer whatever but if you don't have a good director you're not going to have a good game yeah that's very true and one thing and I, will, that, I will give credit okay to yeah go is, on go on sorry um, the one thing I'll give credit there is Kojima is gone, and Kojima has a very unique, respected feel to his games. Um, that's mm. not going to be able to be recreated, that's for sure. Uh, we will not have the Metal Gear game that feels like Kojima game probably ever again. So, and also, I want to go into the fact of... <clears throat> sorry. I'm, I'm going to go into the fact of every time Konami has tried to ex-nay on the Kojima say with the whole trying to make Metal Gear games, they always end up bringing him back. They always say, listen, Kojima, we need help. That's what you saw with the Metal Gear Acid. That's what you saw with every single Metal Gear act. I'm pretty sure they tried making... Bless you. They tried making Peace Walker by themselves, and they needed Kojima to come in and step in and say, listen, we need help. Well, in that aspect... um, 
you gotta understand, Kojima's been doing the series for a long time, and this isn't like Mario, for example. It's not like Zelda, where you can open up the lore and write a story, insert it in there, and be good to go. Um, that has light lore, Metal Gear. Every game in itself has so much detail to it. I mean, they're practically movies, series of movies. Oh, one hundred percent movies. With much yeah, lore, um, and. The th- from my understanding, Kojima never planned Metal Gear to go past a certain point. So when they start adding all these stories, he's having to write additional stories. And I think they needed his input on um, plot details. How do we do this without creating plot holes in such an already plot-heavy game? And they and under Kojima's rule, they do still have plot holes. I can't necessarily say what's on my head, but I know there's a bunch of people. Oh, they out that they have plot holes. so many plot holes in this exactly. whole so entire even fucking under game. Kojima, the story hasn't exactly been 100% solid. But I believe they need a Kojima in there because he's the one who's mastermind everything there. He's the one who can write these stories. You know, you can't really take something that story heavy and just build your own original story to it when you're making a prequel game that's supposed to tie in everything in the future. It's already been made. You know, you have to rewrite all stuff. Like, they're making an in-between game. And uh, it's after Metal Gear 3, but before Metal Gear Solid. You know, it's it, they would, of course, need his help on that. Mm-hmm. And... I again Kojima has been a huge huge help in the whole entire Metal Gear Solid series and frankly I think it's overplayed I think anybody could write a story like Kojima but Kojima is the one who did it so he's the one who needs to continue doing it I think Kojima is very overhyped don't get me wrong he made fantastic games Still think he's overhyped, and I think Death Stranding is getting overhyped as of right now. But, that being said, Konami has been known to be the biggest piece of shit. So, you have Konami being known to release incomplete or broken games. So, why is why would this game be any different? Are we going to see a 32 gigabyte day one patch as to just patching the game in order to make it work? Or... Maybe they're going to release it with bare bones, and then everything else is going... The reason why they want to make it $30 is everything else is going to be fucking pay to win. Who knows? Who knows what Konami's going to do just to get their name back out into the gaming world since the fucking Pachinko machines didn't work out in their favor since I think Japan passed a new law that made it so they didn't work out in their favor. So now they're going back to video games. And they're like, oh shit, we need to make more games, so how are we going to offset the difference? You have games like MGS5. Konami was like, no, we're not spending any more money, and you need to just release this game. So we got an incomplete game and a rush storyline. You have all of the Silent Hills after Silent Hill 4. uh, I think it's Silent Hill 4, The Room. You have all the Silent Hills after that that are buggy messes, that just don't work. I know a few other streamers have been trying to do that. A guy named Fishy Cakes came up to me and said, Listen, don't play Silent Hill Homecoming because it's a broken mess. There, he's apparently confronted a bug that he can't, com- con- con- eh, he can't continue the game with. Well, to be fair, to talk about game development, because people, people kind of need to understand what goes on in a game. When you're, when you're making a game... You, you have a timetable, so I'll, I'll kind of try to explain this in a way that, that I know the best. Um, if you remember when Final Fantasy or when Square Enix's uh, 
business schedule or whatever it was, the budget schedule for the next two years came out and it showed the release date of all their games and what they're going to be doing to meet their income. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five was supposed to come out by a certain date. The thing about Kojima, um, he is a perfectionist. We, we can clearly tell this from his work. Oh, yeah. Um, he oh, yeah. overshot Metal Gear Solid Five easily. That game was supposed to be released much before it ever came out. And we don't know the details. If I was to ask you right now, could you tell me why Konami and Kojima got into a fight? Why they got into it? What was going on? You couldn't tell me. There's been zero details of that release. What we can't speculate on is just knowing well, who Kojima he, he, is. Kojima explained what he went through during the last uh, few I think it was the last year of him working at uh, Konami. Yes. And that was presented at the Video Game Awards, which, fuck the Video Game Awards. I Overwatch cannot win. I, I, I'm pretty sure they won Best Game of the Year. So, what? Overwatch can win Best Game of the Year every fucking year because it just keeps coming out with new content? No. But it, I, I, don't, it, I don't know. Again, I didn't watch yeah, it. That's a, that's a huge... <laughs> That's a huge issue with me. That don't get me wrong. Overwatch is an amazing game. This was I just Overwatch don't think year. it should have. It came out this year. It did come out this year. It ca- it came out this year. But what stops them from? It's Blizzard. What if they make an expansion pack? Or what if they do another thing? I think it would, I think it would be thing. arguable about that because an expansion in World of Warcraft is an entirely new game. I played through three expansions a while, and each, each expansion provided so much content. So I do think it's debatable whether Overwatch can be up for it next year. Or not? I don't think Overwatch can because I don't think you can release so much content. But that, that's kind of sidetracking here. Yeah, I know because yeah, it is very sidetracking. Sorry, it's just I am very, very pissed off about Overwatch winning that. Who knows? Maybe some other group of assholes will talk about it some other time. All right. So, so you're, you're talking about what? <laughs> maybe in the next, through. maybe in another podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, you were talking about what Kojima went through in the last year of development, which was yeah. Very, so very, at, very... at the video game awards, he. He uh, explained, or the presenter explained everything that he went through, and it was, it was pretty much. Think of a concentration camp. That's what he went through. <laughs> yes. So my my thing with this is we we don't know. You gotta understand too is that that's a whole different culture, a whole work culture. How they work overseas is much different than what we do with over here. It's hard to understand exactly how it works. I do think he was mistreated. I will. Be clear that I do think Kojima was mistreated. But what I do, what mm. I have to kind of understand here, um, Capcom. We'll kind of go with your Resident Evil games that explains. Capcom has released broken Capcom. games before. But the thing about this is, when you when you're a business like that, you have investors and all these people you answer to that require things to happen in a company, and you cannot tell them time and time again that these things, these games are not going to be coming out. Uh, on time they're going to be coming out late because that you're playing with other people's money. Metal Gear Solid Five overshot dramatically. It was, it took way too long to come out, and I don't know what was going on, but I imagine that what Kojima was wanting to do with the game was more than what Konami was willing to give, and that's where they argued. And I know they've had to have argued about that in the past. You can just look at how Kojima works and know that what was going on. So when you talk about these games being released that are broken and such, that's usually why they get released broken. A great example I can give is Dice was complaining that Battlefield Four was forced to come out on the Xbox One. Um, it was forced to come out because the Xbox One release because it had contracts not going out, and it came out broken. Uh, they also said I think it was Battlefront was released ahead of time, and that was also. EA's fault for forcing them to 
send it out early because again they have contracts you have to release the game by a certain time because things like toy sales and such like that for the star wars things so mm-hmm. when a game comes out broken that's not always the developer's fault it's very important to know that sometimes it can be a publisher's fault um it can be the company's fault um investors pressuring them to release things early so there's big patches you get that's because they were dramatically working on the game to try to fix things before it came out because it was printed before it was ready to go not necessarily by choice. It could be. The developers could have just made a bad game. It happens. I fully support that. But And Konami has been known to be one of those developers that make the bad games. But yes. Yes, that's Konami besides has, the point. But also, so has Square Enix, Capcom, Ubisoft, Activision, um, pretty much everyone out there. Everyone's got a history of bad video game releases. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's just Konami, they lost... A, I'm pretty sure they lost their president that was very... Um, very excited about the video game world, and I forget who what that guy's name was, but they have this new guy who is very business, like he's very business savvy. He is going to go where the money is, which is smart. I respect that. I am going into the field of business, so I very much respect wanting to make money. But I also really care about video games, and I care about the integrity of me making video games. And I think this is just honestly a cash grab. For the Metal Gear Solid name. I don't think that any real love or wanting to make this is going into it. All they're doing is looking at the formula of, hey, we have Metal Gear. Hey, you know what sells? Zombies. Let's combine those two together and make Metal Gear survive where they're facing off against zombie-like creatures. Well, to be fair, is this a zombie game? I would say it's a zombie survival game. You say I think it's more of a horde game. So you think it's more of a like uh, like Left so Gears of War. Yeah, I think it's more like that. Um, and those games they do sell; they are fun. I enjoy them, just like I said with Firefly, <laughs> Resident Evil Mercenaries. I do enjoy those kind of games. Mm. I think a lot of people do. Call of Duty Zombies would definitely like to argue with you whether those games are worth money or not. Could be yeah, both. they would like to argue with me whether or not they're worth money, but you yeah, have... Is, popular. I don't know. I think Gears of War is able to get away with that a lot better instead of a, <laughs> a tactical uh, stealth-based shooter. I guess that's what you can call it. A tactical stealth-based shooter. I don't know. What would you call it? I would call Espionage. it... Espionage. I'd probably call it a stealth... Stealth, co-op, horde, survival. It's probably the best because those are all the aspects that are in it. That's probably the closest thing I could define as. It's a little hard to tell because we don't have that much gameplay. Which they need, if they're looking to sell the game, they need to release more gameplay. Honestly, I with all the stigma that's going around, either way, no fucking reviewer, person, whatever, is going to be caught dead playing it. Because if they're seen playing it, they're like, oh, you don't fucking support Kojima. Which, again, I think Kojima's too hyped up, but because everybody fucking loves him, nobody's going to want to play the game. I mean, I, and I that's an important thing to note about it is a lot of this stuff coming out here, a lot of this negativity directed at this game is not... It's not because of the game. It's because of what happened with Konami and Kojima. Had that not happened, this game would be looked at, and it would probably have you know a few eyeballs raised, it, a few criticisms. It would probably get like a different, six. But... I would say IGN would give it a six. 
<laughs> probably, yes. That's probably what I've seen six or seven. It doesn't mean it's unplayable. It just means it's, you know, not exceptional, which is okay in a sense. But I, I'm not insulted in any way that they're releasing a game like this. I mean, every, it's like I said, every company releases games to make money. It's a business. You have to make money. And that money is what keeps your doors open. Well, again, it, the bi- the business of Konami, they were going to go away from making actual games. They were just going yes. to focus on mobile games and pachinko machines. Well, uh, I think I think right game. now in 2015 they more focused on making arcade machines. Yes, like I, they they have the pachinko machines, and then video game wise, they make arcade machines. I I don't believe they themselves ever declared they were doing mobile and pachinko. I might be wrong on there, but I don't recall them officially stating that was their direction. I believe they said they were still going to be focusing on games, but they said they were going to still be focused on games, but they. It, it was one of those things where if you look inside the parentheses type thing, then it said mobile games, not actual physical games. And then Japan passed a new uh, pachinko, pachinko law that made it so it made it a lot harder for them to make a nice, decent profit off it. Yeah. So that's why they're having this fallback plan of, you know, we have this name, so we might as well use it. Which I don't know why they're not going to do that with Sound Hill. Why not just make? Why not just have somebody else continue the Sound Hills? If you're going to continue Metal Gear, continue Sound Hills. There's. I, I think the reason why is because. Or sorry, going for it. That was because Kojima was going to work on Sound Hills with Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw how well that worked out in that PR disaster with Konami shutting it down and everyone being all like, "What the fuck." Well, well, yeah, but he's doing his own thing now. What I think is the problem here, there's a lot of animosity between Kojima and Konami. And they're not going... To, they're always going to want to uh, step on each other's cho- uh, chose. toes. I don't know why I said chose. Anyway. <laughs> so Kojima's going to try and make it so he can say F you to Konami and then Konami is putting out games like Metal Gear Survive that he's saying F you Kojima fuck your property now, you know correct me if I'm wrong here but has Kojima himself actually talked about Konami because from my understanding it's been very heavy speculated on that he signed an NDA which is why he's not talked about what happened between him and Konami oh he probably did have to sign an NDA but He's it's made one of those really. It's one of those things where about he them. has a lot of yeah snide comments about them. He has a lot of Twitter posts where he's sipping out of he like he's sipping coffee or tea out of a cup that says Konami Tears. So there's I, I a lot of hate so. towards the company. Yes, and there's a lot of company hate towards him. So. Probably the thing I would say is, um, Konami, I agree. They probably mistreated him. I, I'm fully for the idea that when you're doing something on game levels, which I view games like art, and my thing with that is that... They're 100% art, art, yeah. art should be based more around creativity than a business thing. Um, I support Konami's reason as a business to be trying to make money, to try to profit, to try to release things to keep their doors open. You're a business. You're, it's very important you do that. You have people who rely on you for a job. 
Okay, that's fine. So I'm okay with the concept of Survive coming out. I don't think they treated Kojima correct. I do think that they should have respected his legacy and knowing that if he made a game come out a year late, it would have made the money for it. And it clearly did. Metal Gear Solid 5 oh, yeah. sold many copies. It got raving reviews. It was worth the wait. Incomplete. They could have put in the extra money to make sure he finished up the last couple chapters well, and tied up the storyline, and it would have sold. It would have made plenty of money. Um, also, it would have made gamers feel complete. But anyway, it also goes in the fact of when you look at the... Uh, I'll post a link to it in the description when I find it. But in the past years... Metal Gear had its own segment on the financial statement for Konami because it is that big of a game. (laughs) Do you know any other game in any other development field that has its own segment in the financial fields? Final Fantasy? I don't think Final Fantasy has its own segment. It just goes under Square Enix under games. Mario. I'm going to have to check that out, but... Or Zelda, but... Those series are some of the top franchises of all time. Like, anything that's Nintendo, it just goes into a general topic. everything on Nintendo does that. (laughs) Yeah. But if you look at the financial statements, which, again, I'll post those, you can see that Metal Gear has its own segment, which that, that goes to show how needed Metal Gear was and how much money it made the company. Because pachinko machines had its own segment and then you had metal gear like well well to say is this is another another point that was brought up by uh jinx you know we both know him um jinx mm. made a comment about saying this game is being released to take the initial critical fall any game konami releases it doesn't matter what it is it's going to be a critical flop i fully believe because what happened between konami and kojima is enough to make Everyone hate this game regardless of how good it is. This game could be a 9 out of 10. It'd come out being damn near perfect with just a few fatal flaws every once Which, or, again, or not fatal, n- who's going to who's gonna rate it, though? It's going everyone, to be in the dark zone. Every, no, I think it's going to be in the dark zone. Everyone's going to review it. They're going to say it's garbage to go along with the trend. Yeah. They're going to do it to get clicks. It's, it will be a very popular hate on game, much like, what was it, Right to Hell Retribution well, I mean, it, or whatever it uh, was. That game right was to Hell awful. Retribution was a pretty goddamn awful everyone game. Everyone played <laughs> it, and it was an awful game. Everyone played it. And that's, yeah, but that's, it, that's not a name brand. That is a game that came out, and My everybody loved to hate it. game to get clicks. People will always do that, and this game's got so much controversy around it. Everyone's going to get the game by playing this garbage game, and it'll be on there. I promise you it's going to happen. I don't know. I feel like, because I want other YouTubers to talk about the game. Which, if they don't want to, I will. I'll I'll honestly talk about the game. Because, of course, it's fucking Metal Gear. I'm going to buy the fucking game. Why wouldn't I? It has Metal Gear. It has survival. It has a survival base. Like, I'm sure me and you are going to play it. Forked, if you get a PS4. I don't know. But <laughs> Wait, is it going to be PS4 only? I think it's, I think it's PC, too. But eh, maybe. besides the point, I'm going to play the game. And if I see nobody's going to review it because they're scared about the backlash that they're going to get, it's kind of like you're censoring yourself. And you you don't know if it's going to be a good game. You don't know if it's going to be a bad game. This I can debate on whether or not it's going to be a bad game overall. But what boils down at the end of the day is if it's fun, if you can hang out with some bros and play the game, um... Like, that's all that really matters to me. Sorry, I kind of lost my thought there, but... 
So it, you're saying this is going to be Operation Raccoon City? What? What'd you say? This is going to be Operation Raccoon City for Metal. If it's Operation Raccoon City for Metal Gear, I'm going to put a bullet in my brain. <laughs> I'm hoping it's it's not that bad. It's like I said, it's it's just too early to tell if the game's going to be actually that poor. Mm. Concept, it really is, but I, all of the signs are there to like. I know we're supposed to be having a debate on whether or not it's going to be good, but all the signs are there to where it's going to be a bad game. But again, you're never going to know until the game finally comes out and i'm hoping reviewers give it the time that it needs in order to see if it's any good well, i'm sure yeah, I, I just a lot of i love people. kojima just think he's too hyped too much the, hype the thing is is this is going to be a kind of game i'm excited to play um a stealth-based co-op game it's something it's not something i've played a lot of i've played a few games like that i was looking for stealth-based co-op games that i've played in the past, and it's like, I got a list I made here. Things like Tenchu Z, which I don't think you've played that one, Skrillo, but that was one I played with a buddy of mine. I, I played I, I played Tenchu back when it was uh, on the PS2. I think it was like Ten. What was the first PS2 title? It was it? like Tenchu Stealth Assassin or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. That game was awesome. Um, I played that. Splinter Cell, that one was awesome. I really I did played like Splinter Cell. There was a call of Splinter Cell. Um, uh, I, yeah, that one yeah. was fun, Double especially Agent, the final level. Yeah, and uh, also in the final level it pits you against your teammates. So you each get a mission. Your missions kill the other person. So the very last <laughs> level of the game is a versus mission. So I thought that was amazing. I loved it. But that game was actually really good stuff. Um, Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory was also co-op um, for Splinter Cell. Okay, is that the one that we tried playing? Chaos. No, Theory? the one we tried was Dark, uh, Double Agent, and it didn't work. Okay, I think Double okay. Agent was a part of Chaos Theory, wasn't it? No, no, no. That was the Double one Agent's after. after. Oh. oh, Double Agents after? Yeah, it's after. Oh um, my god. Fucking timelines. What was it? Payday 2 was another really good co-op stealth game that I really liked. It was kind of a different element. There. Yeah, but that's not hey, even stealth. Like, that is, can be stealth, but Dude, it's... it's so stealth. Because you have to hide from different people around there. You have to uh, play with your mash. You have to go around collecting key cards and go around. It's so stealthy. You can play the game. No, it is very stealthy. I stealth. will give you that, but you can... A majority of the blazing. missions can't really be done stealth. But here's here's the point I make with this: is how many co-op stealth games are out there, and how many of those are actually good? Like, do you know of any off the top of your head stealth co-op games? Stealth co-op games. Um, Assassin's I mean... Creed Unity and all of its not bugginess. <laughs> That's not even so much stealth, too. It's like it's stealth, but not really at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess super aggressive. Something that would be stealth-wise, I guess you could go with GTA Five. GTA Five did have different options to where you can go in guns a blazing, or you can take the stealth option. Yes, yeah, I'll give oh, it that. Not really. There's well, like what do you mean? Two... Not really. There are stealth elements. I'll there are stealth elements. elements, but not co-op-wise. There's two missions where you can maybe do that. Mm-hmm. And well, all I mean, the others still... are just fuck shit up. Well, again, if. MG, if they're going to actually go through with this whole entire thing in their own fucking gameplay, yes, they make it to the point that they need to get to uh, stealthy wise, but then a huge horde comes out. So then stealth is out of the question. To you just an gun off people. Uh, to an extent. If they put in traps or something, there's still stealth involved. Well, no, if you, so, saw the, if you saw the gameplay, it was literal hordes of them yes and you have people shooting through the fences trying to take them out 
But the thing is, is you can split up too. That's one area because from what I was reading on there, you can split up, go to different areas in the map and everything. That's one area a person was defending. You can hide somewhere in there, or your teammates can be shooting. You can be hiding behind a rock where you've not engaged the enemy, and they don't even know you're there. So you can just sit there, hide behind a rock. When the enemy groups up, you can suddenly pop up the rocket launcher and shoot. You can be crawling <laughs> around stuff. You can be laying traps out. Um, I do believe Stealth's still going to play in there. It's probably going to be more... Well, Stealth is going more, to play, um, but... What's more productive to to be aggressive in that kind of encounter? I think it's going to be. I'm going. To, I think it's going to be one of the fact of let's picture Batman in a lot of the segments. There's stealth, but yeah, walk up like you're going to find a group to where you have to fight them in order to get through. You can't stealth them, so you're going to do this brawl with them and then go on your way. Yeah, probably. Well, the point I'm making. I just is... want another Batman game. <laughs> well, there's Telltale's. Yeah, but that's... No. <laughs> oh. I just want them to make good Walking Dead so I can watch them. <laughs> the the concept of stealth co-op is not something that's been really explored all that much. And what I'm really hoping with this game... It is hard. Uh, what I'm really hoping with this game is that it, it gives that feeling of stealth co-op um, along with the Horde survival, but if it could be a good stealth co-op, that's going to be a genre that hasn't been hit in a long time. And I can tell you, I played Tenchu Z... That was really cool with stealth. And my issue with these kind of games, like, um, I believe it was Battlefield 3 had a bunch of stealth missions you could do co-op. And it didn't really work that well. You know, it, it wasn't that cool. You know, you could... The stealth thing, aspect of it was an achievement, right? Um, but the issue I always have with it is if one person is not stealthy, then everyone just goes through the game guns blazing. That's how it is Assassin's Creed yeah. Unity, I believe. I haven't played that one, but from what I've seen is you could just well, go Well, also, if you think blazing, about it, you know? that is just like how it is with Payday 2. If you don't have... If you have everybody else except one person who knows how to be stealthy, that one person is going to fuck up everything. Well, yeah, because you yes, lost the element of surprise at that but point. But the difference with that one, where the, what I would argue difference with Payday 2 versus other games, is if that one person fucks it up, you can't win on a lot of encounters. There's plenty of encounters that if you go in guns blazing, you will lose every time. The game does not let you win. Um so being stealthy is definitely heavily encouraged, and that's one thing I'm hoping for Metal Gear Survive. This Shit, is now you want no... me now I get now you got me wanting to play Payday too. <laughs> so um, what you're saying is in Metal Gear Survive, if someone goes in guns blazing, everyone else should just abandon him, leave him to die, and continue along with their shit. I think yes. that should be an option. I think if someone gets caught and you guys are being so you're trying to complete an objective and that person gets exposed, it might be more beneficial to just let him die instead of trying to save him. So you have more time to get the resources so you can protect yourselves. I do think that should be a viable option. But the most thing I'm saying is Metal Gear Solid is a stealth series. That's very important. It needs to be stealth. One criticism of Metal Gear Asset 1 and 2 was it didn't really feel like a stealth game. You could be stealthy, but the encounters, most of your encounters were not stealth-based. They were all combat-based. Um, Metal Gear Survive needs to be heavily based on stealth because that's what Metal Gear is known for. You can't have one of the most notorious stealth games out there not have stealth involved in it. Yeah, if you don't have stealth involved, then it's going to be a. Sh I, I think it's going to be not. What well, what's the way to word it? It's not going to be coherent to the main title series, and then that right there is going to be obvious that they're just using the name. You know, yes. Like all they can do, all they can do up to this point is just respect the name, or completely kick it in the dirt. One of the two. Don't completely kick it in the dirt, though. I don't want that. Please don't well, do that. Well, like with, like with what Big Biscuit said. Well, maybe they're just doing this to fail, just so they can get that out of the way. I fully believe this is what they're doing. I mean, you can't tell me that every person out there who writes a news article isn't waiting for the day they can trash this game. 
You can't. Oh, they they are one hundred percent. It's going to make so much money. The day it comes out, it's going to be top news feed on Twitter, Facebook. The videos coming out all over YouTube. Kojima is going to be making a whole bunch of Twitter posts saying, "Fuck this game." Everyone's going to comment on it. It's going to be trash horrendously. My point is. I don't think it's going to be trash for the right reasons. I'm willing to give the game a chance. If that game comes out and it's good, I'm willing to bet it's going to it's going to get trashed more severely than the latest Resident Evil game. What was it called? The recent one that just came out that was god awful. Um, well, which one are you talking um, about? It was Umbrella Corps. Umbrella. Oh, Umbrella Corps. I think it's going to get trashed even worse than that, and it does not deserve that. This game, from the gameplay I've seen, it is already more of a solid game than that shit that came out from Capcom. Well, they're at least making it on a fucking... (laughs) their own in-game engine instead of Unity. Which, you can make beautiful games on Unity, but if you are making a shitty game made to fail, you get Umbrella Corpse. (laughs) But it's... My point, what though, is this game can... It can be great. It can be a great concept. Everything about this looks good. Um, yeah, and like like I already seen. said, I'm going to be buying the game. I again, I have a collection of all of the fucking Resident Evil games, most of them being shitty. I'm looking at Resident Evil Zero right now. Fuck you! I'm literally f- saying fuck you to Resident Evil Zero and Survive, but Survive is actually a pretty good game. It's terrible, but it's pretty good. Um, that being said. Even if they put out a shitty game, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to try it out. Whatever. It's, I'll probably take a peek. It's honestly only $30. What do you have to lose? Honestly, not too much. Hey, we're not <laughs> sponsored by Konami. But we could be. Hey, Konami, sponsor no, us. No, don't sponsor us. <laughs> Please. Please, no. No, no? The only yeah. thing I'm hoping is that this game, like, if this game comes out and it is wildly successful, I just hope it doesn't get to their heads and they do, like, what Capcom did with Resident Evil 4. Because I've made an argument time and time again that Resident Evil 4 was probably the worst thing to happen to Resident Evil because of what mm. happened after it. Because Resident Evil 5, while not a bad game, didn't really feel like Resident Evil, and then Resident Evil 6 came out. And you get all the movies come out, which are super action-based. I love them, but they're not Resident Evil feeling at all. And I'm hoping that they'll come out this Horde survival game, and then they're like, oh, fans don't care about stealth. They, they care about... Mass amounts of action, explosions, and enemies everywhere, and then zombies become main cannon, and they're showing up all over the games, and it's like Metal Gear 6 in the future, and Solid Snake's fighting hordes of zombies taking over the planet, you know? Like, I, I just hope it doesn't <laughs> go there. I, yeah, that'll be another death it, for this, yeah. uh, the stealth genre, then. Mm-hmm. If they just keep it within its own separate universe, it will be fine. I, but I again... The sign, like, again, I'm not backing down from my point saying that it's going to be a good game. The signs are all there saying that it's going to be a terrible game. That's that's honestly the point that I'm going to make. Doesn't mean I'm not going to buy it, but the signs are there that it's going to be bad. And that pretty much finishes up my side of the argument if you have anything left over. Uh, not too much. I mean, I'm, I'm still on the side of... I I'm looking at the realistic points out there the realistic views of it and it's this game is getting trashed because kojima's not there uh, which a fun thing i saw because i was researching the game was this concept was presented while kojima was still at the company a long time ago metal gear um rising 2 was actually supposed to start gray fox fighting zombie-like creatures mm. um, made by platinum games gray so fox. this concept konami wanted to do this while kojima was still employed there 
So it's not like this concept came up after Kojima left. It's been sitting around. It was after Kojima left, they just looked at shells and go, well, what do we have? What can we work with? It's like, let's do this idea. Platinum Games, of course, has moved on to other projects, so they wouldn't do it, but that mm. concept has always been there. And it was going to be a main story, starting Gray Fox, prequel to all your Metal Gear Solid things. It was going to be there. I think there's <laughs> something that a lot of people overlook in this whole argument with the zombie thing. Metal Gear 5 had them. Yes. Metal Gear. Oh uh, well, argue yeah. Other technically, Metal Gear games kind of had them too. They, yeah, they technically had zombies. I guess you can say. It, so, when people are saying, "Oh, it has zombies now," it's bad. They've had zombies. That's a bad argument. Stop that. Maybe I mean, what can, they're bringing are those things it technically to be zombies, or they're cause... they are and they aren't. Yeah, it's say. just like how these ones are. They're essentially zombies. In I mean, sense yes, of it's a different genre, but zombies have been um, in there. So just saying purely because it's zombies, you're wrong. Because <laughs> um, I've heard way too many people argue that. What, the fact of zombies? As soon as they said it has zombies now, bombers. it's dumb. I'm like, it's had zombies, and it is dumb. I mean, World of War was one of the best uh, Call of Duty games in some people's eyes because it had zombies. Yep. It started the... So. A zombie thing, and it was stupidly popular. For a lot of people, any, anybody listening, you know, if if nothing happened with Konami and Kojima, nothing happened. The game just went. It came out. Metal Saw Five was there, incomplete in its nature, but it was still out there. It said it was a Hideo Kojima game. It it was other. I probably butcher his name there. I think it's Hideo or something like that. But um, if it was a Kojima game, slapped on the title, and all came out, and then you boot up the game, and it's like survival mode, and you get on, and that's what's in the game. Metal Gear Survive. Mm-hmm. Would people still be reacting like this? If they play this game mode, would they still be trashing it? they probably feel betrayed by Konami. Or not Konami, Kojima. I don't Kojima. think they would notice anything. I, I mean Kojima. Be, no, it, it Kojima. Would be, Kojima. <laughs> uh, we're, we're bad with names right now. Um, <laughs> I think it would be no different than when you boot up um, Halo and you play Firefight, when you play Mercenaries on Resident Evil, when you play Call of Duty Zombies. I think it'd be no different. Survive was attached to Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, oh, attached! I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. Then yes, people would not give a shit. People would not care at all. In fact, some people would probably really enjoy it. Oh yeah. Because the one thing I really love from the trailer that I absolutely love was that that bow and arrow when they go to pull it and it does like a slow motion rocket spinning and pops into the creature and it blows up. That shit was badass. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can make anything look badass. I don't give a shit. It was badass. It really depends on the scope <laughs> of the game. I can't wait then. to get that arrow. I know, I know in a horde of zombies, it's going to be the most worthless weapon out there. You shoot one arrow, it's not going to do anything. Well, yeah, I'm it's going to be the most it. worthless thing because you can just build a fucking wait. heavy gun and just mow down things. Yep. But yeah, I, I guess you I have to have a certain amount. Set. You have to have a certain amount of fucking, what is it? Uh, I guess things that you collect. Oh god! It, it's definitely going to have a resource management thing in there if you're doing that, which is awesome. A lot of people overlook that the base building mechanic in a horde survival. Honestly, how many times is that in these style games? Like how many Peace times? Peace Walker other than, and Five other than, had them. Yeah, but I'm talking about in a horde survival style game where you have waves of people coming at you. The most likely is like you know Call of Duty Zombies. You could you know repair windows. Well, cool. You know like. That's that's not nearly what this game is trying to do, where you can just build all kinds of stuff to survive. Like, 
it's so cool that you have these aspects in there and no one's talking about that. Something yeah. that you don't see in these style games. I don't know if you guys mm. have played the game Stated for K, but it seems like Kodami's trying mm. to do something mm. similar to that, but large scale with multiple people. And also more post-apocalyptic, I want to say. Cause and in it, some it, weird space dimension. The one thing I will say that is very lazy, there it seemed like from the trailer that they gave us, it is very open space so it's a lot of copying and pasting of just open space so they don't have to fill up an entire world of things with state of decay you had an entire world of different environments to explore Uh. yes that had some like that had some copy and pasted areas to where it just make it open space but again we don't know we only know what the world map from the fucking mgs5 I have the MGS5 day one thing, and it gives you, like, a little fucking map of where all the bases are. And there's a lot of open world there, too, of just nothingness. Both games suffer from that. um, This is also early developments. What you saw was a a game demo designed to only play throughout that specific path. And that's that's an important thing to know. Yeah, but how, how early game design is this if it's supposed to come out in 2017? Wait, what? I, I don't know, but when you look at a development cycle of a game, um, Call of Duty games were on a two-year cycle for the longest time, and they came out pretty damn solid. I know that the Call of Duty games mm. have bugs in there, but Call of Duty has always been one of your more solid video game releases. You can look at those games. They are not known for being the most buggy games out there. Not like you... People to this day still talk about Assassin's Creed Unity being buggy. My case in point is Fort already brought that up, I think, three times now. Every time we mention it, it goes, oh, it, all its bugginess. It's known for it because it was that bad when it came out. I don't know of Call of Duty games being like that, and it took two years. Beginning cycle to end cycle came out solid. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing to say Mogar's Five can't come out solid, especially when it's going to be feeling like limited content because it's only a $30 game. Again, that thirty. Again, I, I will say that thirty dollars price range is very reasonable. Very, Definitely. very reasonable. We'll Especially see if it's reasonable. If it's <laughs> fucking garbage, it's not reasonable. <laughs> I like how we kind of <laughs> got away from the whole debate, but it's whatever. Well, I like having this. We had a debate. Mm. We we played the devil in some cases. <laughs> devil spokesman. Devil, devil spokesman. Yeah. I like that. Um, does anybody else have anything to say on this topic, or should we take a small little break and then move to, mo- uh, move to news? Uh, I'd probably say news. I don't have much else to put on. I think we covered all our topics on this game. News? Okay. Yeah, all right. News. We will be right back. Hello, and welcome back to the Episode 1 podcast. Um, we are going to be talking about the news topics today after our short little... Like, we just had a short little break and got myself some more beer. Uh, what did you guys do? Got some shots. I went to the bathroom. Word, word. Okay. Sorry, I took a little farther than you did. <laughs> uh, um, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to take a shot. Screw this. <laughs> yeah, take, take that shot. You take that shot. Anyway, um, let's start uh, discussing some news topics that happened... So, I'll start with mine. Uh, There's a news topic that apparently piracy is not destroying the movies and video games field. So, (laughs) apparently, what's been happening is, as inflation would, 
movie sales have been going up and video game sales have been going up. So is that from inflation or is it because people are buying more games? Honestly, I think pirates, we are a pirate, are more likely to pirate a game and then purchase said game now. That's how it's actually been. It's never, um, video game or piracy has never been a huge problem to where if somebody pirates a game, they will never pay for that game. If they really like the game, they will end up paying for it. That's at least in my, in my eyes that I've been seeing. What what do you guys think of this? You and I both know a guy that pirates games to test them out, but he's super salty all the time and gets mad at small details so he uses those as excuses to never buy the damn thing but he Mm -hmm. still pirated it so those people will always exist yes but in in the end it's actually just so much simpler to go out and buy the damn thing a pirate really is pirate the game they'll like the series or like the franchise and maybe want to see more things. Be like, oh, it's by these people. I don't feel like pirating because that's a hassle. I'll just buy this game. So it does, it it should bring up sales. But you, again, you'll still always have those people that will just pirate because, oh, I want to test it out. Oh, I hated it. It's not worth $20. Well, I, I would actually agree with that. Uh, here's my point is um, use game sales. So I, I don't know if y'all know necessarily how use game sales work. But uh, most of it goes game, to the seller. All of it goes to the seller. None of it goes to oh, the Oh, yeah, developer. yeah, yeah. Um, so when a game goes out, that's, you can view that in the same same context as piracy. So you go out and you get a game used, right? We'll say you went out and got Call of Duty Black Ops used because you, you weren't feeling the Call of Duty franchise a little while back. The last one you played is Call of Duty 3. You didn't really like it. So you wait a little bit and you start playing Call of Duty Black Ops, but you want to pick it up for 20 bucks used, right? You like it. It's great. Black Ops 2 comes out, pre-order, full purchase buy. You get that game. Now, here's my thing. If you weren't going to buy the game, if you were going to pirate it all, you weren't going to buy it in the first place, more than likely. But mm-hmm. what it does, if you do get it for free, it does invest your interest in a franchise. It's a loss up front for an investment down the road. Um, another point I will make is Game of Thrones is one of the highest, highest pirated content out there. Uh, I think it's the the top um, torrented TV show out there. Its merchandising sale is insane. Because oh, I bet. Yeah, that's my that's really good money. My brother um, and my mom are they go crazy over that show. I have yet to see it see it because I want to wait until it's fully done. And I've been avoiding spoilers. I've been doing pretty good with that well, that's pretty impressive yeah i know right <laughs> i'm actually surprised with myself but, but well one thing we could also notice is that the music industry for example um there's been several musicians who have made a point of saying for years that they have never counted on record sales to be the sole income they they that's their minor income what they count on is tour sales for tickets uh, and mm. merchandise that's where they get their money from because people download stuff for free all they want it's not well that, if you also think about it, you have different services to where you're you're not going to want to torrent or you're not going to want to uh steal music because you have things like spotify you have things like netflix hulu and crunchyroll you have all these different services that people are paying for because they get so much more bang for their buck instead of buying for these each individual 
movies or games or whatever. Redbox, for example. That's a good point. TV networks are going to die. I don't think yes. they're going to die. I think TV networks are going to be there. It's just going to be a different medium. I, I would I say it's going to evolve. I think the concept of what TV is now will go away in some capacity, and that's kind of already evidence. Um, internet media is really, really taken off, and our generation, for example, has moved away from that. My, I have not had TV in my apartment probably since, yeah, I think since we got it, which was five years ago. I've gone mm. five years without TV. Wouldn't miss it. Miss yeah, it's it, just like much. back at my apartment up at school, in order to get the better internet, in order for the streaming and stuff like that, I had to get the TV package, I guess, because it was, I think it was $64. This is Comcast, by the way. I think it was $64 for the base internet package, and then it was $74 for the blast, like what they call the blast internet and HBO package with with TV. And I'm like... Well, I'm not going to use the TV, but I want that better internet. Give me that internet. I can have everything else that I want. It's just but, the, the points made, though, is that the, the medium changed. And I think oh, yeah. the point you're getting to is with piracy, with movies and games, is the medium has to change. Um, the way to make money is not necessarily from the initial sales of the game, so much as the merchandise and the franchise interest. Uh, not even that though i think i think people are moving so you have a lot more games that are coming out for pc but because a lot more games are coming out for pc you have a lot more people that are interested in the console version of said games a lot of people still don't have pcs but a lot of people have spendable income in order to buy said games for their home console i think home consoles are the ones that are driving these um sales up because there there are more people going out and buying them for them one other thing to point out here here's an example son um not necessarily piracy but it kind of proved the point that something free that people can consume interesting franchise involvement is pokemon go came out before pokemon sun and moon came out pokemon go is a free app you don't have to spend any money on it to be successful um this game comes out, people play it for free, and the sales of Pokemon Sun and Moon thrive because of this mm-hmm. game coming out. Something free that piques your interest in the franchise. Um, and that's just an example. So you Sales of Pokemon Go also thrived. Example. Exactly. But but the thing is, is the people pirating stuff, they're... They were they they were never going to pay for it in the first place. You're not losing money from people who never would have bought it. If they couldn't pirate it, they didn't have a way to get it. They weren't going to drop money on it anyways. Uh, for the most part, I mean, there's people out there that they would probably buy if they couldn't steal it. I'm sure those people exist, but I think that's few and far between the people who would just torn it if they didn't have an option, another option, mm-hmm. or it, it, they wouldn't buy it otherwise. But the franchise interest—that's what—that's what we're doing. Again, you're always going to have those people that torrent, but I think the vast majority outweighs the people that torrent games. So, yeah, you're losing some sales, but you said you mentioned earlier to where game developers are willing to take that loss on the people who are going to torrent the game, and then if they like the game, buy the future one, you know? Well, and great. also um, you have different ways in order to stop torrenting now. Um, I'm pretty sure there was one with this is a while ago, but I'm pretty sure with back 
Batman Arkham Asylum, there if you torrented the game, there was a thing to where you weren't able to glide with your um with your cape, so you couldn't get past this one part. <laughs> yeah, there's and a bunch of that's just games very clever ways in order to stop torrenting. There's something that registers within the files of the game, the disc itself, or something or other, with the uh, files. And if you torrent it, that file never gets checked. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to find if someone's pirate sending it out to be pirated. So if you uh, torrent it, something in-game happens to you. There's, um, I think, a serious Sam game where there is this unkillable scorpion that would kill you in one hit on the first level. If you tore into the game. <laughs> and it would go away after if you beat the first level somehow. But it's there. And That's there's funny. always been fucking anti-piracy things. Back in the day, there were CD keys. Then there was the make... uh, always online DRM. See, if I if I could like make a uh, a game to where if people wanted to pirate it, then I would make the first boss so incredibly hard but very beat like you could beat it but it's so fucking hard and you'd be sitting there playing the game over and over and over and over again if you're able to beat that boss then go right the fuck ahead go ahead torrent the game i don't care you beat that boss so As, you want it would them, have to be like a you want them it would to, have play to be dark a frame souls. perfect thing no, frame perfect thing. Dark Souls. I is would easy. almost see that as a, as a fun challenge. Like, can we beat the boss that's supposed to stop you from torrenting games? That would be a, a fun challenge. That'd be a fun speed run. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so, does anybody else have anything on that topic, or move on? I can move on to the next one. Okay, you take it. Uh, so recently they. Terry Crews has uh, vested interest in wanting to voice a character for Overwatch. It's a character called Doomfist, who I don't necessarily Doomfist. know the, the history of this character. Uh, I don't think Overwatch anyone does. Lore. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. I, I know he's on a movie poster somewhere in the game somewhere. But Terry Crews apparently really wants to voice his character, and it looks like Blizzard's going to be taking him up on that option. Terry Crews being someone that he always tries to get involved on stuff. I know he tried to be involved at Luke Cage. He wanted to play Luke Cage for the Netflix series, and of course, he didn't take him. But <laughs> which makes no Terry sense. Terry Crews is just a nerd at heart. I love him. He Fucking is. Terry Crews is he so good. Himself, uh, you won Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he likes himself building a PC, and he couldn't figure us out. He just like read through chat. So I was like, "You need to get this." He's like, "Okay, I'll be right back." And he just runs off in the middle of his live stream, goes to the store, comes back like forty-five minutes later. He's like, "Okay, I got this part. What do I do with it?" God, <laughs> damn it, Terry Crews! Trying to build his gaming PC. Terry Crews uh, is fucking amazing, though. He's great, <laughs> such though, a right? great and fucking idiot. And it would be idiot. perfect in Overwatch. It, his voice is so distinguishable. Like it's mm. such a unique voice. I would love to see him in there doing that because I don't know if you've paid attention to like Overwatch's voice cast but I've watched like panels where they're doing voices these people are incredible I love how every voice is so unique and different from each other Terry yeah. Crews has a very a great voice unique voice Terry Crews will fit in perfectly I don't know about the character <laughs> I did talk to someone about the character I'm like if this is a character based around a concept of punching he has to be a tank because you can't have a melee based character with low health and as big as clunky as doofus sounds you know, being like that. But... Doomfist, this or little scrawny be, guy. He's <laughs> just like really One Punch voice. Man. He's got, he's one got pun- to be one a tank, Which I'll be okay with. But Terry Crews voicing a character in Overwatch with such a unique cast, he'll fit in. Oh my god. So Doomfist needs to be a tiny, nerdy little black kid with Terry Crews' voice. 
well, his, oh my god, that would be the best Doomfist. <laughs> I believe the animated short, um, the first one they released, where they're in the museum, they're fighting for that. that yeah, movie, it's that his fist. Is, yeah, that's his fist. So I, oh. from the looks of it, he's gonna be a basically a big fucking guy who's gonna be punching the shit out of people. He's gonna be a tank. I, I'm willing to put money on it. If he comes out, he's a tank. He's got to be. Nah, mm. I don't think so. I think it'll be a tank. No, he, already, he's going to be a tank, 100%. We've had a DPS and a support added. We haven't had a tank, and we haven't had a defensive player added. It's got to be a tank. I, I think 100% it's going to be a tank. And he's he going to have some, He's going to have some type of shield to where it can rival uh, Reinhardt's. Well, well Symmetra already has that. I think it's a shield. What The thing is, though, the reason why I argue a tank is... A shield you know, as in the fact of maybe he puts something over himself, not guards the whole entire team you know you know he so, needs to be able to have that's something what that does, rush in there actually I'm, I'm not necessarily sure exactly uh what his style will be but my argument is that in overwatch um the more mobile characters the ones who have them who are more agile i guess the best way to put it um they have the less health in the game so like genji does not have a lot of health tracer does not have a lot of health and the reason why is because their high movement is considered balanced by having low health if you can hit them you will kill them quickly uh, the people mm. who are slower and bigger have more health so like may has more health than a tracer does um Zenyana does not have a lot of health uh but he can self-heal which is why he has lower health so doomfist he could be a melee class. I, he could definitely do that. Oh, he would definitely be melee. Is, is he would have to be fast, right? But if he's not fast, he would have to be able to self-heal. Um, but the thing is, with being melee, you have to get, you have to cross that distance to hit someone. And the only just melee character in the game is Reinhardt. And if he was not a tank, I don't know how he would survive in the world of first-person shooter well, style play. When you say hmm. tank, I don't think of can soak up a lot of hits. I think of someone who protects other people as well. That's the, he, I don't think he's going to protect other people. I think because he's just going to go in. Roadhog has short range stuff. He can do kind of mid range and all. His hook kind of helps close that. He has no shield to protect other people, but he can take a lot of hits. The thing, the reason why I say he has to take a lot of hits is because if okay, so you walk around a corner, you're at medium range. We'll say medium range. That's about the the average um, combat distance of someone in FPS. Medium range. Person A can start shooting. Soldier 76, we'll say. Soldier can start shooting immediately. Doomfist would have to close that distance. He might have speed enhancement stuff of some nature, some kind of long-range stun or something like that, but it doesn't change fact. He's got to cover that distance because more often than not, you're going to find two people versus just one, and you're going to be taking hits all the time you get there. You can easily take 100, 150 points of damage before you reach that person. It's very um, realistic. So I do think he's going to be a tank just based on game balance. Can we just say how fucking awesome the name Doomfist is for yes, fucking Terry good. Crews. Yep. Oh, he, he would own that role. I so hope Again, he's if, he, that if he just fucking names off, like, let's say I press his E, for example, and he just names off Doomfist and then punches a guy, I would be I would be happy with that. I, I could die happy. Perfect. There needs to be an Old Spice <laughs> reference somewhere if he does play Doomfist. <laughs> it maybe will be an emote. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope so, man. It's... It, he he's gonna play that role. He just throws on a little bit of deodorant. <laughs> no, it, it'll be a skin called Old Spice, and it's gonna be one of his legendaries. There you go. I, I'm excited for it, though. It's Terry Crews, perfect fit, and that's all I gotta add to it. I'm just I'm excited to see Terry Crews in a game. I love. It's I have to hear more of that voice. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's mm-hmm. excited to see a new character for Overwatch, anyways, ever. Because the game's fucking awesome. It's like game of the year. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, every year. <laughs> triggered. You fucking triggered me, you piece of shit. Anyway, next news topic. All right. Uh, uh, we can talk about a specific person. Hideki Itsuno tweeted out that he's planning on announcing a game for this year. He did this on the 31st or right at uh, the New Year's. And he is known for being the director for Devil May Cry from 2 and onwards, as well as Dragon's Dogma. So he needs to kill himself. No, 2 and onwards. (laughs) Yeah, but he made 2. I and think, three I think I and four. He's working on. He's working on Devil May Cry Five. Um, I don't think he is. He's also. You don't think he's working on Devil May Cry Five? No. no, Devil May Cry is that a Capcom game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think it's on Yamusha. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, it could be another thing. That would be thing. really cool. I would love yeah. to see another Unimushu game. It could I'd be a game he's never that. worked with before. I played Onimusha 1 and 2, and I loved it. It plays just like Resident Evil. That's what's so cool mm-hmm. about it. Oh, God. Um, 1 everyone, plays almost exactly like it. Everyone wants him swords. to be making Devil May Cry, though. Like everybody. Everybody wants him to make Devil May Cry, but Onimusha would be a fun game to bring back. And that would go inside to where Capcom has been saying that they want to bring back old titles. Exactly. I rem- yeah, so... That would be really fucking cool if he was See, the thing directing is, I that. I played Onimusha one and two, and I loved them. I raged mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. I was so pissed trying to play those games, but I loved it. It was so much fun to go back and play an old school game like that. And I've still got the other two on my shelf ready to go. Uh, and I hunted out Blade Warriors. It took me forever to find that damn game, but uh, I definitely want to play those. But they did announce a while back that they have plans to bring back Onimusha, and that fits. He's he would be mm-hmm. able to make a game like that. I I definitely see it. Yeah, Maybe. no, that he's never worked awesome. on it, so it's possible he could. I mean, there's yeah. no other Capcom game that I can really think of that he would be a part of. He's worked on I mean, Dragon's Dogma, unless you unless you make another God Hand. But I'm pre who made God Hand? He was also the director of Power Stone. Oh, oh, we need another one of those, well, don't we? We well, Power Stone was a fucking great game. Exactly, fucking Dreamcast though, but still a great game. Yep. He was a co-director for the first one and director of the second. God Hand is published by Capcom. It was developed by Clover Studio. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Well, I but, mean, he was the director of it, so that would still core in line or coincide with uh, coincide. Coincide. There we go. Fucking, why can't I talk? It's probably because I'm drunk. Anyway, um, it was still coincide. Fuck it. I don't care. I can't speak. I'm done. Words. I'm words. Done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm All done. right. <laughs> All right. Well, any other possible ideas on what he could be making? It could be another Devil May Cry. I mean, we have Mega Man. Got it. it. Perfect. But if it's a, if it's done. a new game, I would put my money on Onimusha. If it was not Devil May Cry, I'd put my money on Onimusha. The reason why I say that it's going to be Devil May Cry is because at the end of apparently hold on i'll say apparently at the end of the special edition of devil may cry 4 it said thank you for playing wait for devil may cry 5 so that might be a thing it could be that's why it, it would make sense i mean to, for him to do that um catcom didn't kojima his ass so you know he could still be making devil may cry 5 but my question it's... is dmc is that considered five no DMC is a reboot. 
Okay. Uh, I thought it was a prequel reboot. Like, it reinvented nope. the same nope. franchise, but still plays in the story. Nope. It's, it's hard to tell. Reboot. It's really confusing. The reason why it's a reboot and not, like, a prequel to saying the story over again, like, or whatever whatever you said, um, it's definitely a reboot into the series because it tells the whole entire story of what happened before 3, but it tells it in a different way. It's different people, like, or, like, different, like, I guess, uh, how can you say, uh... say? What? Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, but it's different uh, models and all that other stuff, so it doesn't play into the same universe. Gotcha. All right, all right. I think that's enough for my thing. All right, all right. So another news topic thing I have here. This this kind of goes in my my nice fun hate growing hate for DC. Um, the Batman solo movie. Ben Affleck's been quote saying there's Batfleck. no script. No script yet. They they last said they were working on a script, finishing out, but there's still no script for Batman, which has still got the same release date it did. I'm not necessarily sure what it is, but it's supposed to be coming out, I think, shortly after Justice League. Um, when no Justice script, League. and he might not be directing it now, which is kind of fearful because Ben Affleck's a damn good director, and he might not be directing it if the conditions aren't right. It's kind of loose wordplay there, but... They're still moving forward with Gotham City Sirens, which is the movie that's going to have Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. And right mm. now, the rumors are Megan Fox will be Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. We need those toe thumbs. Uh, just... I don't care about mm. Megan Fox anymore. No, she was hot in Transformers, but she kind of fell off the map, if I'm going to be honest. She is attractive. Fox, but as an actress, she is just she's not a great actress. She's terrible. She's never cared I wouldn't say she's terrible. She's forgettable. She's easily forgettable. Oh, yeah. Megan Fox is like, she should be a TV actress in a sense. Just She's not really impressive enough to be on the big screen. She's not a bad actress. She just she doesn't have any standout roles. She's not noticeable, I guess is the best way to put that. I don't care for her, and I don't want her in a DC movie. The main reason being is that my DC movies already suck. Don't make them worse. They're <laughs> barely, barely holding me to them. And I love DC. Right behind me, I've got hundreds of comics sitting in their boxes and their sleeves and they were waiting for me to read them and it all these movies you know just coming out they just it's making it worse i i wait on suicide squad because the the reviews were awful for it and when that came out i was like you know what i'm not going to go to theater to see it yet i'm going to wait till everyone shuts up about it so i'm going to fresh opinion i watch it. it fucking sucked it's yeah sucked, right and i'm just yeah. i'm so pissed dc doesn't and know you know what, what? They don't know what they're doing. i don't care who you are it even goes to the fact of the Batman vs. Superman. Everybody's like, oh, the extended cut. Oh, the extended cut. And then they said the same exact thing for Suicide Squad. And I watched the extended cut. It still fucking sucked. It's, it was not it, a good it movie. Helps. It helps, but it doesn't make it a great movie. That's the thing. It's, it, it's, you, can it's, only help, you can only polish a turd so much, but what is it still? But the thing Delicious. is... <laughs> Here, here's my thing. God it's it. something I've argued from the from the start with the DC movies. DC, the producers are too involved in there. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they want. Unlike well, Marvel. the producers are what is it? What is it? The producers saying, don't let it, it. They don't let the director have creative control. That's I think a lot of the problems. No, no, I don't think that's a problem because Marvel Marvel has been very clear from the start what they want. They have lost. 
what what's the guy's name who's going to work on on um ant-man the guy that directed hot fuzz um edgar edgar wright edgar wright he left he wasn't even bitter with him he even said it was creative differences but he told marvel what he wanted to do ant-man marvel said no you are not doing that this is what we want this is what you were directing and they let him go you let that guy go that guy has a massive following to him you let him go they had a really he was the he was supposed to be the original director of ant-man oh my god that would make the ant like i like the ant-man movie but that would would make it it so much better make it great but it didn't fit with what marvel wanted they had a black female director for black panther that was something they wanted to do they wanted a black director they wanted a female director at some point they had it they had a great director for black panther she quit because they didn't she didn't want to do what marvel wanted to do and they let her go they did not budge. That's the thing with Marvel. They have heavy influence, but they know well. If you also think doing. about it, Marvel has this system. Like they have this very systematic system to where you need this plot, this plot, this plot, like this plot, this plot, love interest, this plot, this plot, type of thing. Like it's very graphed out. It, you can't have some type of other person come in but the and thing is, is change it, it up. It works, and it, it, because if you, you have say, something like Guardian say, of the Galaxy, then that'd be weird. Well, right? you could say you have the plot details out there, but you can't tell me that Civil War is the same movie as Winter Soldier, and yet both those movies are fantastic. You can't tell me that Ant Man is the same movie as Iron Man Two. They don't have the same feels. They each have their own unique feel to it. It may follow the same oh, yeah. cookie cutter type style of telling the story, but they have their own unique feels to every single movie. Doctor Strange was probably as much as people love it it's probably the one time i went this feels like a marvel movie where i actually felt like i'd kind of seen it before and even then mm. it still felt it had so many times where i felt fresh it was and <laughs> it was the marvel, lsd simulator marvel has a very clear idea the people who are in charge know what fans want they know how mm. to cater to their fans they know how to make good movies but they know how to, they know how to make a movie that is true to what it needs to be dc does not they're, they are not focused creatively where they need to go, and they're just going to what they were because everyone loved Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Everyone did. It was fucking awesome. She did a great portrayal. It she sucked was, in, the, sucked in the movie, but it was great. And so they go, this is how DCC is. They go, oh, she was great. Let's make a movie around her. What she wasn't great. She was just hot. <laughs> no, she did good in the role. She played a great Harley Quinn. She did Harley a pretty Quinn good Harley. Fit in the role, or it, sorry, Harley Quinn didn't fit in the movie very well. It, every time there was a serious scene and Harley Quinn spoke, I was like, "Well, thanks for ruining the scene, Harley Quinn. Appreciate it. You're good to look at, but you're not really good when you talk." <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It sounds bad that you make me think that of her, but she did great <laughs> in the role. She really did do everything right. Just the movie itself sucked. Honestly, Jay, Harley Quinn does that. But you're you're gonna have a movie based like you're gonna make a movie based on her, and it just feels me it's like it's it's like the metal gear survive thing you're just throwing it out there to make money at this point it doesn't matter if the movie's good you're just like here's there's like, oh we have one attractive woman let's throw three attractive women at the screen let me Fuck make it. a better comparison movie wise it's like uh pirates of the caribbean but the one entirely about captain jack i think it was fucking <laughs> oh, terrible only about captain jack it was there was a story where he was the main character they made a side joke character be a main character and it was fucking awful. Well, isn't Captain like what? Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the third one? The one after it. The one at oh, is that the one that went directly to like DVD? I don't. It I didn't don't go direct to DVD. It was in theaters. It starred. Uh, oh, was it? Penelope Cruz. It had most of the returning cast. The only one it didn't have was uh, Will. Kara Knightley and um, fuck, what's the guy who played Will? 
Orlando Bloom, yeah. Orlando they didn't Bloom, have those okay. two people. There was only two people that didn't come back. Everyone else came back, pretty sure. Uh, okay. was there. Um, but it was I don't a think that movie terrible flop. Terrible, though. It didn't rate terrible, though. I don't think it did. Yeah, it did. It was pretty bad. Everyone hated it. Everyone I've ever talked to was all like, that was awful. I wish I never saw it. It was on Stranger Tides. Well, maybe they might go in. The reason why people hate it was it might go into franchise fatigue. No. It, it basically, hey, from what I'm reading, back. Rotten Tomatoes got 32%. On Metacritic, it got a 5 out of 10. Um, so, yeah, I got about 50%. That's pretty bad. Well, yeah, for yeah, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, that's not too bad. What, a 30? What? A lot of. Did you say 30 or 50? Oh. 30. Oh, 30. Tomatoes, Metacritic, I thought you said 50. 50% about on some of the other ones, about 5 out of 10. Okay, I was going to say, if it's 50%, that's actually not bad for Rotten Tomatoes because there's a lot of people who are just really fucking harsh. But yeah, that's true, but then good movies. 30% good is pretty bad. I'm just saying, my movie The Raid is... You had a static joke character that is supposed to be a joke and can't and isn't supposed to have character development. And then you make him the well, main character no, he, you can, who has to have character have, development. You can make him have character development. It's just if he's there only to like if he's there to be the uh, the comic relief, then you can't have him really be doing serious like a lot of serious things. Yeah, he had to. That's the point of having a main character. They're supposed to have character development. They're supposed to learn a lesson. Right. And he was the only real comic relief in that entire series. Kind. It didn't work. <laughs> but that the point I was making there was just, I don't think DC knows what they're doing in their films. I don't think that Gotham City Sirens will be their saving grace like they really th- feel it will be. I don't think Justice League is going to be great because Zack Snyder's directing it, and I don't like him. I don't like his style. And I don't Zack think Snyder's fucking terrible. I do want to see the Wonder Woman. terrible. I just don't like his style. It doesn't he's terrible. I do want to see Wonder Woman. I'm not going to argue that with you because I don't necessarily disagree with you. I just don't like his style. I didn't like Watchmen. Yeah. I didn't like um, Batman, Superman. I don't think I'm going to like Justice League. I just don't feel it. I don't think DC knows what they're doing. I don't think that even having Jeff Johns take over the creative rights of everything, being the, sh- the showrunner of the entire DC Extended Universe, I don't think that's going to save it because producers are too heavily involved and they don't they don't look at this thing as a creative input. They look at how they can make dollars and the money. Sirens, it's just clear evidence. They're just going to do what they feel is going to make money, not what's going to be creative, right? Like Marvel's doing. Um, and they don't have it down. And I hate to compare DC to Marvel because they do feel like two completely different franchises. But the thing is, this Marvel, they've proved a cinematic universe can work if, if you do it right, if you have a clear mindset about what you're doing. And they're fucking nailing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One day it'll Mark, end, but hopefully not soon. The Marvel movies have just have always been. It's it's going always to end from fatigue, not from reduced quality. I'll be willing to bet that every movie's going to be good, but people are going to get tired of watching them. That's I the think we're in the golden age when it comes to the Marvel movies. I think mm. that's what we're in right now. Yeah. This would be their version of movies golden age. Yeah. Mm. So All right, got do any we... other news topics? Uh, none that I have. All right, I can talk about how Valve ended up having to spend $2.15 million in a court case with Australia. Fucking Australia. What exactly were they guilty of there? They were guilty of having misleading statements relating to Australian consumers' rights 
guarantees, and entitlements as defined by the nation's consumer laws. This thing, it, it, the breaches over the laws occurred between the periods of January 1st, 2011, and August 28, uh, 2014. So that kind of correlates because I remember back when Steam was, like, back a few years ago, Steam did have very terrible customer service, but because the way that we are in America, you weren't able to capitalize on that because it's just one of those things. Oh, it's a business. They're going to have terrible service. There are some other um, was it governments out there to where they have protection for the consumer, and that kind of makes sense as to why this happened, but it's it's just funny that it took so goddamn long in order to get through the court systems for them to only pay them two point five or two point one five million is that what is that correct u s dollars three million US, Australian yeah but it is that going to teach a multi million dollar company a lesson not no, really not at all <laughs> not really at all the thing is when uh steam changed their you know uh what's it called return policy back in august 28th that was back in 2014 they were just recently told by the australian government hey give us our fucking money it hey, has been we need our money roughly two years since they paid actually back in the beginning of january 2011 it's been so many years since they actually paid the fine like what the shit? Well, again, it was probably they're probably just weighing it out because the the government would need to actually go through the court system and make them pay it. So I don't think this might have been like an actual court case. Then I think this might have been just a fine given to them, and then Valve kind of shrugged it off and said "fuck off," and then and and then the court actually ruled in favor of the Australian government. Which, why wouldn't they? They're getting paid by the government. Anyway, so on. Um, then Val was like, okay, it's time to just pay up and make them shut up and leave us alone. See if we fucking give you any more fucking support. Yeah, Valve seems super highly profitable right now. Steam is just kicking ass. I don't think they're going to miss that $2 million other than doing a few budget cuts to make up for the loss. They won't even have to make budget cuts. I think just I don't know about you but I didn't buy a lot of Steam games during this uh sale but How about a few I know that there were a lot of people who did so I never like, booted up Steam I was my pile what I call the pile is wherever every time I buy something new that I want to do I add it to the pile of things on my floor so right now there's a pile it's about waist high right now of movies <laughs> games books and such that I need to mm. work on so I looked at that and I said, I'm not going to add a digital pile. So I just stayed away from Steam this time around. That's fair. Good good job on that. It's I just know. when a company just blatantly disregards a country, it's a little little sketch. Everyone wants well, to think yeah, of but... Steam and Valve as this omniscient god of gaming, but that's really fucked yeah, up. But god, god gaming. Yeah, God gave it. Everything's a company, and every company will take every avenue they can to not pay debts. I mean, but, we can even look. We can even look at politics here. Um, they recently called out all the other nations for not paying. Uh, what what was it? We have diplomats that have. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to think what it is. Diplomats from other countries have unpaid fines of, that they've received while being in America that they never paid. That adds up to a ridiculous amount of money, and they never <laughs> paid them back. And we called them out. Like you're never going to pay us back. You're going to call us out for what we do, but you're never going to pay us our money back. And all like we recently called out a bunch of people, and that's other countries. So if it's on a country level, it's going to be on a business level. It's going to be an individual level. Oh level. yeah, you're going to tell me that you don't have one item in your house right now, one item you can't think of that you borrowed from someone, and you haven't given it back to them, and you're not going to go out of your way to give it back to them until you bump into them again. And they're like, oh hey, do you ha- do you have that game I lent you a couple years ago? Uncharted like, Four. Uh, <laughs> comics. I don't because I don't borrow things from people. But you get my point though. Is there? Like it goes on every level. Yeah, that's that's true. Valve has until February 20th to pay it. And again, they're going to pay it, but it also goes down to the fact of, did you ever hear about the court case between McDonald's and the girl who burnt herself on hot coffee? Yeah, because it wasn't properly yes. labeled? No. It's, it's not because it was properly labeled. The reason why she ended up winning is because they kept their coffee ridiculously hot. Like, almost to the point of boiling in the coffee pots just so they didn't have to make another cup or another pot every so often. So the reason why she won that case was because they kept it at an unreasonable temperature. It's not because of the labeling. It's not because of any of that shit. If you want to learn about, I learned this back when I took business law in I think 11th grade. But if you want to learn a more, um, Fast forward version of it. Watch Adam ruins everything. He talks about it. But yeah, so what ends up happening is in order to teach a company a lesson, you need to actually punish them. Punitively punish them. So you need to... $2 million is nothing to a company. But if you say $5 million, $5 million and up... That's going to, they're going to bat their eyes and be like, oh shit, like maybe we should change what we're doing in that certain area. No, nah, man. Up it to I 10 think, million. Again, $2 million, it's not, or $3 million, whatever it is, it's not that much, but I think Valve still might consider it more if they're going to have to pay this. And I think it might be something in the long run that. We'll help out the Australian government. Like, at least try and make a point. Um, Alright, that being said, does anybody else have any other news topics? No, no I don't I don't think we did much searching for news while getting yeah. shots ready during the break. Yeah, we, we did, <laughs> I think we did a little too many shots. I think I did a little too many shots. The more I drink, the more news I come up with. <laughs> That's how it works. But... That being said, everybody, thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can always email us at ep1podcast at gmail.com. That is ep1podcast at gmail.com. Email us any questions that you would like to ask us or whatever, honestly. We're always down to hear what you guys say. Um, do you guys have anything to plug? Biscuit? Uh, just my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash McBiscuit. Um uh, it's the only place you'll really find me. I got a YouTube on there. I'm not going to advertise it until I start actually uploading it, which will probably be never. But okay, if you're welcome enough. to come by on a stream at any point in time while I'm trying to learn to speed run a game or just playing some Overwatch or something like that, come say hi and chat. Okay. 
And me and Fork usually stream on my channel where it's twitch.tv forward slash Skrillo. All the links are going to be down in the description for this podcast. Uh, you can find also my YouTube at whatever the YouTube link is. I don't have the thing up. You can search Skrillo. I don't know. Professional. Anyway, I, re- I review games. I review games and soon to be movies, I guess, and fun stuff. Whatever. Whatever you guys want to watch. I'm always down to do that. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> That being said, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you in the next podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye. You can go now. Nothing else here. Just an-